What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Our Hearts Rendered. My name is Addison, and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Our Hearts Rendered. My name is Sophie, and I'm the other co-host of this podcast. You guys, it's been like five minutes, and it's been so eventful. Like, yeah. ev- everything is just breaking down. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening, but it's it's a lot. And like, like we go to start recording, and... Sophie's like okay it's your week and I was like okay perfect so I'm like preparing myself to like start the intro or whatever and then it's like dead silence Sophie is completely frozen and it's not like like we have technical difficulties of zoom all the time I'm sure y'all are aware you listen to the episodes it (laughs) is what it is you know what it is it's fine lords will be done whatever um we're like I'm just sitting there and I'm like this isn't like connection like my connection I have all four bars of wi-fi and it wasn't like she like broke up or anything it just like literally ceased function in every way shape and form and then all of a sudden the zoom on my computer is completely shut down and closed and I was like <laughs> okay word I was like perfect yeah That's I think awesome. my sometimes I use this language I think it's really funny I'm like my computer is throwing a fit right now and Real. I think it just threw a tantrum today not even a fit it it was a big one up. <laughs> Yeah, it was like not controlling itself at all. That's so real. Um, we I was joking because Sophie's like, oh, I have somewhere to be in like an hour or whatever. So like, let's do this or whatever. And then I like went to start telling a story and I was like, oh, I'll just tell you while we're recording. But yeah, now, tell, now tell that the story. Like, tell the story. It's not even a, well, I can, no, I don't want to make, okay. Basically at the greatest Texas A&M, you, wait, <laughs> at the greatest university in the whole state of texas texas a&m university our dining hall hours are absolutely ratchet like they are so bad it's so so terrible so sophie was like oh i have something from six to eight which is like dinner time so i have to eat dinner before and i was like oh yeah our dining hall is open from like 5 30 to 9 what that is literally <laughs> so unattainable for a college student a half the time I don't get hungry until like 10 p.m because I'm out and doing things from four to at least nine so then I get back and I'm like oh gosh I gotta eat dinner and like the dining hall's closed yeah and I'm just like okay word so then it's like oh well I'll go before whatever I have to do but usually everything starts at like six so to get there I have to leave at like 5 45 or 5 30 and yeah. the dining hall doesn't open until 5 30 and it's just literally it's been a whole year of school like by the time this is released we're not in school anymore and i'm still frustrated about it but they're That's working insane. on it we yeah, have i know i think our i don't know what time our dining hall is closed but we have one dining hall that stays open until like midnight or something like that and See, so like that's awesome. if you miss if you miss dinner like never gonna be anything like spectacular but like you can find something, you know, like some French yeah. fries, some cereal, whatever. Literally it anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> they like lock you out. Something to hold you over until the morning, you know? Until the morning. <laughs> Do you ever yeah, eat I those know. meals I at like, the dining hall where you're like, this is sufficient. Like, I'm not going to get hungry in the middle of the night, but I'm ready for breakfast yeah. in the morning, you know? <laughs> Most meals I eat in the dining hall are like that. Not that yeah. my dining hall is bad. I just didn't like... I'm realizing more and more that I'm just kind of picky about what I eat. Like meat, I will not eat meat from my dining hall. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine, but like there's no way. 
<laughs> well, I'll eat like chicken tenders. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I feel like those can't hurt me. But like some of my friends are like bold with what they'll eat. Like they'll eat like a brisket sandwich or like a hot dog or like literally anything. And I'm like, I would rather like go to bed hungry than chance getting food poisoning. And I think it's because like, mm-hmm. I'm like actually really scared of throwing up. Like, that's, like, one of my biggest fears. Valid. So I think it's, like, a mental thing. <laughs> like, I think now that I'm, like, actually sitting here thinking about this, it is a mental thing for sure. Where I'm, like, protecting myself from the potential of getting sick. Yeah. But, See, there's, like, know. some... I, some I eat a lot of waffles. Ooh, waffles are good. There's, like, some meats where it's, like, okay, I think that's okay. But if it looks off in any way, shape, or form, I'll pass. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. some people you are, know, like, when you're, like, you know what, I'm chicken hungry. and it starts tasting like chicken... Mm. like no i'm Mm-mm. done yeah immediately as soon as i become a, uh, like aware of the fact that i'm eating chicken i'm like nope can't my do it room- anymore my roommate turned me on they have like chicken sandwiches she turned me on to those in the dining hall but then one day i ate one i was like my tummy doesn't feel so right after that so i don't Uh-oh. eat those anymore <laughs> yeah that's like actual like garcia taste aversion for my psychology people out there that's what that is mm-hmm. um you know what? Maybe we can't protect ourselves from food poisoning from our dining halls, but we can protect ourselves from falling into the ways of this world Amen. through this through the armor of God. And you can walk Welcome into that dining hall with the armor. With the armor of God. <laughs> and that's what we're talking about today. Welcome to the third installment and final installment of this series installment That's installment funny. like i've never referred to that as, like i don't know why that was i think we should choice. start using that hello welcome to the first installment <laughs> i'm like so dead i just studied for chemistry for actually four hours straight and Is that i a chem am like, word? Only... no i just like i don't think my is it no it's not like if i use the word aliquot that would be a Kim word, but that does not apply to this at all. But like literally all I can think about right now is titrations and like solubility. But uh, no, we're focusing on the spirit. Addy, <laughs> may- maybe you need a helmet. Oh, <laughs> like to protect all the stuff that's going on up there. Just a helmet. <laughs> Tell me about it, Soap. Yeah, maybe maybe it'll help you focus your mind on on the word. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we're finishing up the Armor of God series, everybody. Um, we've talked about the first four. A little recap. We did the Belt of Truth, Breastplace of Righteousness, um, the Shoes of the Gospel of Peace, and the Shield of Faith. So we have two more. You guys, get excited. Today, we're talking about the Helmet of Salvation and the Sword of the Spirit. So last week, Addie talked about how the first three are things that we put on, the Belt of Truth, the Breastplate and shoes and then starting with the shield are things that we take so today both of our armor pieces i guess is the way to put it are things that we take so i'm gonna cover the helmet of salvation which is something you take and you put it on your your noggin um and so so the helmet of salvation is is great it's amazing i was reading up before it uh before this and i was like man i need the helmet of salvation more often Um, So verse 17 says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Just a little recap. Um, I think I've already said that. So you're like, just get into it. So here I am getting into it now. So the helmet of salvation talks about 
uh okay well first let's talk about what a helmet is this was like one where i was like i got it because you know some of the other stuff we can't really relate to as much but like if you've ridden a bike before or like done anything kind of extreme most often they give you a helmet because it's like super important to protect your head and like wearing helmets are really important um and even though this is still talking about like armor language i was like man i feel like i can understand this one more than like a breastplate but a helmet in armor terms is used the same way just to protect someone's head and like all of the other things that we've talked about like whenever i read one of these pieces of armor i'm like this one is so important and it's like yeah they're all so important because they all have a specific purpose and they all protect something that's super important like you most of the time you don't put on a piece of armor and it's like well that i i don't really need that like you need all of this and so that's something that's been really cool in this series is i've just been learning like i like all of this makes logical sense why i would need this so the helmet protects the head which is super essential and it would be kind of funny and weird to go into battle without protecting your head um so this language of helmet of salvation also is talked about in first thessalonians and in first thessalonians 5 8 it says but since we belong to the day let us be sober having put on the breastplate of faith and love for and for a helmet the hope of salvation so this was really cool because it uses the exact same language we talked about in Ephesians, but it talks about the hope of salvation, um, which kind of like goes into more detail than um, than what it talks about in Ephesians. It just says salvation, which is super important as well. But this is cool because it gives us the word hope. Um, and so thinking about hope, this was a word like growing up where I feel like I got threw around a lot, kind of like righteousness, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. And I was like, yep, hope. And I just was always like, this is just like wishful thinking, but hope is not just wishful thinking. Um, hope is the assurance that we have salvation from the Lord. And hope is looking forward to the return of Jesus, looking forward to eternity with him, knowing that our faith is secure and our salvation is secure in him because of the work Jesus did on the cross for us and the hope that this world is not our home and that um, we are not defeated by sin. And so that's like super powerful to have that sort of hope. And so I think that this is really important to put on the helmet of this because, man, that is so hard or it's so easy to forget. It's so hard to remember hope throughout the day, throughout the week. There are many times in the week, in the day where I'm like, man, I'm really discouraged. Um, like, for example, I got on this Zoom call and I was like, man, Addie, like I am tired. Um which like tired can be physical, but like also just like, man, it's the end of the semester. Like I'm, I'm worn out. Um, and so I think this idea of hope is something that is super, super powerful, but it's something that you have to actively remember. It's something that you have to, if you're not like thinking about it, if it's not in the forefront of your mind, um, then it, like, how can we have the, or how can we remember the hope of salvation? How can it encourage us um, if we if we forget about it and this was something that was super convicting to me because I was like man like I have this hope and this assurance but so often I, I live like I don't have it or or I act like I don't have it or I forget that I have it um, and I think it would just change a lot about our mindset about um, the way we like go throughout our day if we um, actively lived with the hope of salvation and um, something else that this commentary that I'm reading was talking about is how the enemy loves to discourage. And man, is that true? That's what I was talking about. Like the enemy loves to discourage, to feed us lies, um, to try to like tear us down, um, 
we talked about comparison a few weeks ago. That can be super discouraging. So think I just think about how important the helmet of salvation is, how protective it is um, against the enemy that wants to to um, feed discouragement in our minds. I think that my mind can often be a place where it's like a battle. It's like um, the enemy wants to feed me a lie and I, you have to battle it. You have to say, no, that is not from the Lord. That is from the enemy and that's a lie. And I'm not going to believe that, which is so hard to do. But having this tool with you can be so helpful and can be so game changing, knowing that you don't have to fight this, the enemy in this way alone. You don't have to fight the enemy alone, period. But especially talking about the mind. So, yeah, that is the helmet of salvation. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's absolutely massive. And just having hope. Hebrews 10, 23 um, says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And I think like genuinely taking like every single word in that sentence, like each and every word and like meaning it deep down to your heart of like, I am holding unswervingly to this hope that we profess. And like, this hope is something that is genuinely life-changing and genuinely can only be found in Christ and every other hope in every other way will fail every single time or well maybe not every single time but ultimately will fail because it is not of eternal value and like if you place your hope in something and good does come to like fruition because of it that is from the Lord and that is not from the world and like you can thank the Lord for that and not um, the world by any means anyways I just repeated this like the same exact words in two different ways which made me uncomfortable uh but that said verse 17 says take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god um my the last piece of armor is the sword of the spirit and this is something that like i think is really really cool because a it's the only like actual weapon in this entire armor like it's the only thing that genuinely can be used as a weapon like a shield and boots and helmets like those are all protective yet this last piece is something that is used as a sword, which um, I think is really cool. And it says the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Um, and this idea is like the spirit provides a sword to you and that sword being the word of God. And to effectively use the sword of the spirit, we can't regard the Bible as anything other than a holy text. And like the Bible being the active and written words of the Lord that hold weight and hold value and have not changed yet still remain applicable to our daily lives 2000 plus years after they are written like that is the highest esteem and highest regard that we should hold the bible to and trusting and believing and knowing that every single word being the written word of god is true because that is who he says he is and his character does not fail and it does not waver i think it's absolutely massive and if we don't have a correct view and correct posture when looking at scripture first then like we will not use the sword like this weapon that we're given in a way that is honoring to the lord um, and i think like that's a massive point that i really want to make of like yes the spirit like the sword of the spirit and the word of god like is given to us as a like quote-unquote weapon or whatever going into armor um but i would highly highly encourage you to find the line between because there's a line like a really clear definitive line between conviction and attack and when you are using the word of god to attack other people in a way that is not convicting and not out of love and not out of kindness like that is not using this correctly that is not how the lord would use this that is not 
honoring to him and not a reflection of his character and that i think is a huge part of why christians get this like bad rap of like y'all are hypocritical and y'all are rude and y'all are not kind and you say all these things and you use your holy text to condemn me and like that is not the gospel also like we do not have the power to do that like yes we are called to look at our brothers and sisters in christ and hold them accountable and to speak love and truth but it is out of love that we do that and not out of like well you're doing this sin therefore you're bad and you're going to hell and here's a scripture to back it up because that is not the context in which this is written if it's like not within community and not within like the correct relationship to say such a thing and so i just like to start with that i think that is super massive um but to continue to effectively use the sword regarding it as the word of god which is the word of god like i said earlier if we're not confident in the inspiration of scripture like that the sword really came from the spirit then we will not use it effectively at all i think in hebrews 4 12 if i'm not mistaken i think is where it says indeed the word of god is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword piercing until it divides soul from spirit joints from marrow and is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart like that being the bible's job not our job that's the word of god that's god the one that we serve that is his job and that is his purpose it is not us that is supposed to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart but with using scripture we can find our own intentions and our own like thoughts and stuff like that and align it with the word of god and i think that is where sanctification comes in and that is like huge in your walk with the lord which I just think is so, so cool that A, God uses the Bible to minister to our hearts. And like this book that was written thousands and thousands of years ago, that is still applicable. Like knowing scripture, having it written on the frontlets of your eyes and having it constantly being pouring into your life and being able to like, I sit in this MCG, like a missional community group. It's my small group for my church and listen to these people like answer questions and like genuinely apply verses from every single book of the Bible. Like we have a list, like a running joke that like we're going to try to get all 66 books mentioned. And it's like somebody last week, like pulled something from like literally like first Chronicles or something. It was like something completely random, like in the old Testament. I, th- I actually might've just said first Chronicles cause it's what I'm reading right now, but it was something random from the old testament and we were all like what but like literally genuine like every single part of this book is applicable in some way shape or form and if it's not applicable in the way that we anticipate then we are not having eyes to see scripture how god has intended it to be and that is something that like the spirit is like that is one of the purposes and one of the jobs of the spirit like the holy spirit being um a spirit that is like able to discern and able to teach us the word of God and help us to see the word of God in the way that it is intended and help us like it I just think it's so so cool like what a gift it is that we have the Holy Spirit so that we can understand this super confusing super old book in many ways shapes and forms um we also like taking this sort of the spirit in the sense of depending on God to help us use it like that is what the Holy Spirit intention is like not only did he give us the spirit but he also makes us alive in the word of god and he equips us with the right to use that but only in the context of i'm saying this out of love with god with utmost humility because i think this is obedient to say therefore i'm giving you this scripture or whatever it may be but like 
using scripture apart from Christ, like I see so many people do, again, is just like not helpful at all. That's like use, I mean, like literally like it's like using a sword to do, like if you're using a sword to cut an apple, you're going to get hurt. Like you just need to use a normal sized knife. Like in many senses, it is similar. I don't know if I can use an illustration like that, but I already said it. If it's heresy, Lord, let it fall on deaf ears, please. Anyways, um, this this is an example from Enduring Word, um, which I love so dearly. But it says, think of a soldier or a gladiator in training, practicing sword thrusts and moves and positions. Now he must practice them ahead of time if he is a superior fighter and has great fighting instincts. At the time of battle, he will instantly recall which thrust, which position suits this precise moment. He will never be able to use the thrust in the fight if he has not first practiced it. He still needs to make the move at the moment. Um, therefore, like effectively using the sword takes practice. The great example of this was Jesus combating the temptation of Satan in the wilderness, which is massive. If you haven't read it, it's so, so cool. Every single time that Jesus faces temptation, like throughout the Gospels, he responds with, it is written. Like every single time without fail. It is written this. It is written this. It is written this. Like every single time satan uses scripture like he twists it it's like he's not like necessarily like even i think even in the fall he twists the words of god he said did he really say that and casting that doubt using something like that is written which i think is like so just like oh gosh it's so frustrating like satan is not creative he is crafty and that is seen in the fact that like if you do not know scripture and you do not know what it says then like he will use like the very word of god twisted to put you against the god who said it which is like so so tough and knowing scripture and being able to have the spirit and let the spirit minister to you can help you defend yourself from that which is why we're called to be equipped with it um and like that was just kind of a lot of words and i don't know if much of it made sense but we're not here to just like tell you all these things of like know your scripture and i think it's awesome and you should be in your word and you shouldn't use it this way and you should use it this way and like you have to know your scripture and like leave you unequipped and that next week we're going to talk about how to study your bible and i think it's going to be awesome we're going to give you so many ways so many ways um that have helped us in ways that like haven't necessarily been super helpful but like reading your bible is a very personal thing and it depends on you a lot so we're going to go through a lot of different ways um to read your Bible and to hold yourself accountable and to have others hold you accountable and also just tips and tricks and all the good things and all the hard things um so you have to come back next week to listen to that sorry we're not going to talk about it today but we're about to record that episode so I promise it'll come out but I think that's all I have yeah for sure yeah get excited um just be ready because it's going to blow your mind I just know it but Uh, I hope this series has been encouraging to you and yeah, all of the armor of God is so encouraging. I hope you feel equipped and ready to fight against the schemes of the enemy. Um, Yeah, so let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to talk about you, to talk about um, the ways that you have equipped us, the ways that um, you have given us tools to uh, fight against the enemy. Um, I thank you that you don't leave us here just to figure it out on our own, but you go with us, um, you go before us, and um, you equip us. And so thank you for that. I pray that you would help us this week uh, to battle, to uh, remember the truth of your word, to know what your word has to say, to remember the hope of salvation, 
um, and that we would fall more in love with you through that. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope y'all are adjusting to our every other week series or structure. Uh, I know I'm not because I said it'll be out next week, but it'll be out the following. So just wait in anticipation for a whole week, I guess. Um, but thank you guys for the grace that y'all have shown us. We love you guys a lot. We couldn't um, and wouldn't do this without it being obedient. And we are doing this out of love. All that to be said. Leave a rating and review if you want. Follow us on Instagram, Our Heart Surrendered. Um, and I think that's about it. Thank you guys for listening and let's strive to live in wholehearted surrender this week. <laughs>